Good evening. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter into action is step is step seven, and our speaker tonight is Roz. Thank you, Roz. Take it away. Good evening. Uh, my name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in Palmdale, California tonight. And this is, this is my first time at this meeting. And I did look over the script, but I just want to make sure that are, are we reading or am I talking about step seven or am I telling my story? Uh, we're sharing about step seven, but it's up to you. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll qualify for a few minutes and then mm -hmm. I'll talk about step seven. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, well, um, as I said, I'm Roz. I've been in Overeaters Anonymous. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I've been in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous since 2002. So that will give me 20 years. And then in January, it'll get, I'll be here for 21 years. Um, but I only have three years of abstinence. And I've had off and on times of abstinence. And the last one that I'm living now is the last three years. So you do the math. Um, I came into OA in 2022 at this time of year, at, um, during the holidays on New Year's Day, it was a New Year's resolution. Of course, it wasn't New Year's Day, but it was like that week of New Year's when if somebody could admit people, um, that will that'll kind of distract me because somebody else is a Zoom host. Um, I, um, on Christmas day of 2000, let's see, nine, two, no, 2020, 2001, 2001. Yeah. I was at my mom's house. It was Christmas and, um, we, we were having our family gathering and I, I had just, you know, problems with my weight off and on all, so many problems with my weight. And my mother bought, I have two sisters and um, one of my sisters uh, got, my mother had passed out sweaters to us. She gave us sweaters for Christmas. She gave my sisters colorful sweaters and me a black sweater. And I was so filled with rage, anger, jealousy, and remorse that I, I didn't, I wasn't even grateful for the sweater. I just assumed that she got me a black sweater because black is slimming. And um, I was angry and we were talking about weight. And my younger sister said to me, well, it could stand, you could stand to lose a few pounds. And to hear that on Christmas day was very, 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 very painful. And um, I, I think I cussed I cussed her out or I cussed pe out people at, on, at, you know, on the, at the Christmas table on Christmas day. And I just, you know, that's just something you don't do. And so the next day, um, the day after Christmas, I went to, to our whole weedery, which is like our health food store here, their local health food kind of family owned health food store. And I bought flaxseed and wheat germ, flax oil and wheat germ. It was this concoction that I made. It's another form of laxative abuse. Uh, my disease consists of compulsive overeating, exercise bulimia, and laxative abuse. And I, um, the way that I would try to keep my weight down was over-exercising. And I hurt myself uh, twice 
I hurt my shoulder from overexercising. I had to have shoulder surgery and was out of work for over three months due to the overexercising to compensate for what I was eating. And I had um, plantar fasciitis because I would jog. I would just, I just over, uh, over jogged on my feet and the weight and the jogging and the not wearing the proper footwear just messed up my foot so bad. And I had to have surgery on my foot due to the over exercising for trying to compensate for what I was eating. So I'll show you my pictures. If somebody would like to please, whoever that is, I'll kind of explain what that, what they're like, what, what I, what it was like then. And then I'll get to step seven um, because this is a step seven talk. So um, thank you for sharing my screen. So that's me um, right before the year 2000. Um, now, if you scroll up, these are the two sisters that I was talking about. I'm the middle child and um, my two thin sisters and fat Roz in the middle. Um, I was probably smirking, smiling in that picture. I was so miserable. And if you scroll up a little bit um, up, like, yeah, that's just me, you know, just in, in my church days and just a very overweight person. And then you can keep scrolling. So um, then, you know, today, you know, I, I've, I've lost over 60 pounds in my weight, in the weight loss, but I'm telling you it's, you know, there's so much more to this than weight loss, but weight loss is a, is a, is a wonderful, like a uh, gift that comes with having a right relationship with God. Um, and so in the middle there, I was at Stepping Stones. I've been to two of the Vision for You conferences in New Jersey. And um, I was so fortunate to be go to, to go to Stepping Stones and took a picture there. And then, you know, and then I did get a, a, two black belts in karate throughout my <laughs> recovery. And then if you just, you know, scroll to the last picture, this is just kind of like a before and after, you know, just that that smirking picture of me. Um, and then, um, this is pretty much what I look like today. Um, I kind of go up and down a few pounds, usually during the winter, I, I gain a few. And then during the summer, I, 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 I lose a few. It's kind of like I fluctuate. I heard one speaker say that the only time I'll stay the same weight is if I'm a statue <laughs> and I'm, I'm a human being, I'm not a statue. I'm going to fluctuate. So you can take the pictures down now. Okay, so um, tonight it's, it sounds to me like we're talking about step seven. And um, let's see, let me go ahead and read that step. I have my big book with me here. Step seven in the 12 and 12 is very, very powerful. But right now we're looking at it from the big book point of view. So step seven says, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And what that means to me is that seven, step seven is all about having, you know, asking God, the God of my understanding, to remove my shortcomings. I am as powerful over my defects, powerless, sorry, I'm as powerless over my defects of character as I am my compulsive overeating. My defects of character ran my life. I learned through the sixth step, which is entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 
well, what were what were my defects of character? Jealousy, number one. Envy. They come, they run hand in hand. Jealousy, envy, um, anger, resentment, slothful, lazy, um, a bitch on wheels. <laughs> That's what I call myself. And loneliness. Um, having the desire uh, to have a man in my life and being afraid of being lonely and afraid of, of being lonely for the rest of my life. And there was a, a time in my career when I was procrastinating with not uh, doing my lesson plans. And I got uh, in trouble at work. It wasn't really in trouble, but there was, I'm a teacher and there was a, a time when I wasn't doing my lesson plans and my students were just kind of, you know, kind of doing whatever in the high school area and the vice principal walked in and we, I really wasn't doing very much with them. And he, he, he sent me an email and said, you know, uh, Roz, you know, you really need to step up your game because it didn't look like your students were doing very much. And I blamed him for coming and spying on me in the classroom when the, the reality was, was that I was just tired, sick and tired of lesson planning and I was procrastinating. But the truth was, was that my students were, I was being a disservice to them because I wasn't, um, um, you know, doing what my job to the best of my ability, procrastination. I also was a huge ego. You know, I got all these degrees in college. I became, I got a doctorate so that I could be called doctor. I mean, really. And, um, I thought, and, and just like Bill, when he says, you know, I'm, I imagined myself to be the head of vast enterprises. Uh, I did too. I, you know, I was a fantasizer and thinking I'm going, I'm better than you. And I'm going to run this place wherever I went, you know, just huge ego. And when I took a look at these character defects, um, I was, I was, I was uh, learned that I'm just as powerless over character defects as I am my compulsive overeating. And because I had been living on them for so long, I didn't really know, you know, how I was going to, 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 to practice the opposite of them. God, please show me the opposite of jealousy. Well, there's this word in the dictionary called compersion. It's the opposite of, de of jealousy. And what compersion means is to be, to have a general happiness for other people when they get something that I want. Instead of cursing them and being jealous of them, having a feeling of congratulations, you know, it's really nice that you got that. And, 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 and con congratulating somebody for getting something good instead of being jealous, you know, all the time. And then the opposite of procrastination was being diligent in my work and asking God how, you know, to, to, to remove these things and to practice the opposite of them. So step seven is actually putting prayer and meditation into action. You know, it kind of, you can, you can hook it on with a step 11 because I can't remove these things. Uh, they've run my life. I couldn't remove the compulsive overeating. I couldn't remove the exercise bulimia. I couldn't remove that laxative abuse. And I couldn't re uh, remove my envy, my jealousy, my rage, 
and all the other character defects, my procrastination and sloth and overexercising. I couldn't do it. That's there's no human, there's no human solution for me in Overeaters Anonymous. It just in the vision for you meeting meetings during the day, we're talking about how our defense must come from a higher power. You know, because in we agnostics, in the first period, in the first paragraph, it says, in the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made a clear distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. Well, the compulsive eater and the non-compulsive eater. If when you honestly want to, you cannot quit entirely, or if when eating, you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably a compulsive overeater. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness from which only a spiritual experience will conquer, only a spiritual experience. And from what, you know, I've never been to this meeting before, but it sounds to me like, you know, this is a meeting where everybody's free to, you know, talk about their higher power, whichever way they want to. For me, it's God. It's, you know, the God of scripture. That's my, that's my, my higher power. But I will tell you that with all the religious background I had, I practiced my compulsive eating the most at church. So there was a huge disconnect between, you know, my religious practice and compulsive overeating. The 12 steps have done this, have, have done the job for me. And Step seven is a practice of meditation and prayer. It is a it is a time to go in my room and early in the morning, light my candles. And I have a, an app prayer app. It's called Pray As You Go. I use I use it in the morning. It brings me to a place of, of a deep quiet. And then after I listen to my prayer, I, 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 um, I lay down and I get in my bed and I make sure I'm very, very comfortable and I breathe in and I breathe out and I focus on my breath. And I was instructed by one sponsor. I have a sponsor who is very uh, adept at, at meditation. And he told me that the way that you listen to God is to make sure that your body is prepared for, to listen because when we are in the, when we were you know when i'm in the world and i'm going about my day and i'm so busy and if i'm filled with you know character defects and anger and resentment i'll never hear i'll never hear god so i take i i focus on my breathing breathing in breathing out and i do a body scan and i relax I relax the area in between my eyebrows i relax my jaw i I, I do a fist and I and I and I scrunch up my body and then I let it all go, just like in yoga, just like in Shavasana pose. And I breathe in and I breathe out. And I just ask God, please, what would you like me? You know, what what do you have to, to say to me today? What do you want me to do today, God? And it certainly isn't practicing my character defects. And sometimes. Yes, thank you. Sometimes I see lights when I'm meditating. Sometimes I hear things that I believe only come from the, you know, from God. Because for me, 
And well, the big book says that it is deep within is where we can find God. And in my religious practice, God speaks in a still, quiet, small voice. So I have to be able to yield my time, my mind, and my body over to the to to God and humbly say, God, I'm fearful. I'm I'm afraid of being lonely for the rest of my life. I'm afraid of being single for the rest of my life. I'm afraid of my jealousy towards my sister. I'm afraid of 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 looking like um, a stupid person at work. Please fill me with the opposites of those feelings. Practice being happy for my sister and and her happy marriage. Practice being happy for those at work who got the promotion that I didn't get. Practice um, um, calling people and congratulating them for getting things that I think I wanted. You know, there are so many things that I think I want that I don't need. God knows what I need. I want, I want, I want. If I keep getting all the things that I'm that I want, I'll never. It'll nothing will ever satisfy me. There's no satisfaction in more things and more things. What's real satisfaction is a relationship with God, and serving other people. Um, I'll just round out these these few minutes left with saying, of course, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So what did I do today? I went to my mother, my 83-year-old mother's house, and I made sure that I helped her cook for tomorrow. And there were alcoholic foods there for me. And I have neutrality towards those foods. But I have such a joy in knowing that I gave of myself today. And that I wake up in the morning and talk to God. I work with sponsees. I spend a lot of time helping other people. That's what brings me the most joy, not accumulating more stuff. I do love to take vacations and go places and, you know, and stuff like that. But what the real joy today that I get from life is sponsoring other people, being of service and, and building my relationships with my parents because they're getting really old and they're not going to be here for very long. So I want to make sure that I spend the most time with them and give them the best, the opposite of those character defects. Do they pop up every once in a while? Yes. I had to even work a whole other program to learn how to live being a single woman and um, being uh, joyful because all the dating, all that dating crap, it's just, it, it just drives me insane. I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I want God to bring a person into my life when God sees fit. I want to be a hollow bone so that God can be the marrow inside that bone. Marrow is, we have to have a marrow. It has to be healthy for us to live. God, make me a hollow bone. Fill me with your marrow. Fill me with God. Mold me like on, on the potter's wheel. Make me what you want me, not what I want me. Because what I brought me was an overweight woman who was over-exercising, who, who hurt her body, and, and was filled with jealousy, rage, and anger. I don't want to be that woman anymore. I want to be happy, joyous, and free and living the, the spiritual principles of this book. So I'm going to end my share. I've never been to this meeting. I hope that my share was helpful. I hope I did it right. <laughs> and um, I'm here to, to talk or to share or listen to other people share for the rest of the meeting. So thank you very much for letting me, for asking me to speak here tonight. I hope 
I was helpful to somebody. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much, Raz. That was beautiful. Thank you. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing in questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker has asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Um, Okay, um, and we can begin. Meredith, I'm going to call on you first. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Betty. Um, thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith, compulsive overeater um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Was that was perfect. You were like, I don't know, am I speaking on step seven or what? But that was just perfect. Um, and thank you so much for reminding me. Um, um, to have that perspective on my on my character defects, um, I was just sharing with a fellow this morning about a couple of them, a couple of mine, and um, I I need to be reminded that I am powerless over these things and to surrender them to God. Um, I mean, I'm um, I'm sick of talking about them, so maybe that's progress. I'm hoping. Um, Let's see. Oh, I just, I love what you said about true satisfaction. So great. So great. And true for me too. Um, but yeah, that was my really big takeaway. Um, you know, when I was doing six and seven, um, a fellow said, you know, shoot for the stars, ask for things you, you, um, that you've been afraid to ask for before, because it's not you doing it even it's just, it's God doing it. So just ask for the world and, um, and watch him go to work for you. So with that, I'll pass and have Wendy next. Hi, I'm Wendy recovered compulsive overeater in California. Um, thank you so much, Roz. I, um, I appreciate the emphasis on a higher power and how step seven is really, you know, it's a, it's a prayer and meditation action step. Um, and, and that's what makes step seven step. That's what makes the steps different than all the self-help books that I read, because it's about how to find the power to do these things we always wanted to do or be. Um, and it's kind of a relief to know that I can't do it. I, you know, I, 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 it just actually what's a relief is to see that a higher power will do it. I have seen that. And, um, you know, the one example I can think of that was so clear was um, gossip was one of my character defects. And I was in a situation at work where I had um, a boss gossiping to me. And it's pretty hard to, you know, just be super direct with a boss and say, you know, I don't want to engage in that. And, and so I was just really struggling with 
what words to say, what words to say, but I kept asking God for help and I kept taking action in the right direction. You know, I wasn't starting gossip. I was um, trying to change the subject. I was doing things that were action steps um, the best I could, but my higher power put me in a situation one time where the words just came. They just came. And it was so elegant, elegantly delivered that the gossip that was going on was hurting my relationship with that person and affecting my performance at work. And it stopped immediately. No more gossip. She stopped immediately. And that was my higher power. That wasn't me. I I didn't know what to do or how to do it. But the other thing about step seven that um, just to share about that was really helpful to me was to kind of like prior to asking my higher power to remove them, I guess it's more step six then, but it was seeing what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this defect? You know, like a defect, like envy. What do I get out of envy? Well, I, what I get out of it is that when I get so angry that other people have all of this stuff or the things I want, I just say, forget it. I can't have that. I'm never going to have it. So it's a, it's a way for me to, um, it's a scapegoat for me. I can just say, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to get it anyway. I give up. So it's a way for me to give up. And it's kind of like, once I see like what that defect is doing for me, that's, it's easier for me to get to step seven and say, okay, God, remove it. Help me live without this. Help me live without this. So that's what I have to say about seven. And thank you again, Roz, for such a, um, a spiritual share. Appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. Oh, another Wendy. You're up, Wendy S. Um, yeah, I figured I should just follow Wendy since, you know, same name. Um, anyway, thank you so much, uh, Roz. That really was a wonderful, wonderful lead. And I'm so glad that you uh, have come to our meeting and, and found it because um, it's always so wonderful to hear different voices and, and experiences. Um, so, uh, and, and that reminder that I truly am entirely powerless over my unconscious um, you know, thoughts and, or subconscious thoughts and, and emotions. And, um, you know, just, just today I got home from early, early Thanksgiving with my folks and, uh, I drove down there yesterday and, um, I was really cranky and I was praying and praying and praying not to be cranky. Cause I do not want to show up to my folks being cranky. So, you know, the, the inspiration to call some fellows and I had three fellowship calls, um, on my way there and it really, really helped. And, you know, I got there, I wasn't cranky. Um, you know, my, my parents do things and and say things that just, you know, irritate me and trigger me and all of that. I have, I'm not, I have no power over that. It's going to happen. It happens every day, no matter how recovered I am so far. I don't know, maybe in 10 years, it won't happen anymore. That'll be great. But, um, you know, it, it happens constantly. And then I have, you know, this prayer, you know, this step seven prayer, please, 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 like humbly asking for this to be removed. You know, I could demand, I can, you know, insist, you know, it's all, it's going to happen on its own schedule. And, you know, the prayer really is to, um, 
you know, it doesn't matter what this power is. It's just, it's something that is bigger than my self-centric ideas and thoughts and feelings. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Ian, you are up. Hi, I'm Ian. Resonated a lot with me. Um, but step seven, I feel like is, um, it's not explained a lot in the big book, and I feel like it gets overlooked because it's so it's so simple. It's one of those things. That I, I know. Ian, you're freezing up. Maybe if you turn off your screen, it would help us hear you better. Yeah, I can give that a shot. Is that any better? Sam sounds good now. Cool. Um, well, I will, I'll try to keep the share short then. Um, I really appreciated what was said about step seven being action. Um, and just this idea of if I'm, if I want resentment, for example, to be let go, I need to stop or to be taken from me. I need to stop focusing on whatever I'm resentful at. Um, and I, and I think with, with any defect, just the idea of it really is as simple as identifying the thing, asking God to remove it, and then moving on and not dwelling on it anymore. Um, I just, I just like, I just really love the simplicity of that, but um, I, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ian. Um, Carol, you're up. Hi, Carol, compulsive overeater from the Philippines. Um, Roz, first of all, I feel like I'm a little bit of a fangirl because I think I've listened to several of your your special edition talks. It sounds like it's the same Roz G. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to see you. Um, but I um, I'm working on step six right now, and I I feel like I you you said it's kind of what Meredith pointed to, like this idea of being just as powerless over these defects as we are over the compulsion to eat and the food. And I'm, I'm in this place right now because I've been working my step six for a little while. I'm kind of taking it slow, which I'm really appreciating it because I feel like I'm really experiencing the powerlessness of it. Cause I, cause thoughts come in like a lot of my character defects are they're They're more, um, they're more thought-based than they are action-based. They're like a critical thinking, that kind of thing. And I'm just, I'm recognizing how they just roll in. They just roll in and they're just there. And um, just really appreciating that perspective of, you know, to give myself, I guess, allow there to be grace in the process as, as, as I'm trying to like identify them and let them go and let God take them from me. Um, Cause it's going to take a little bit, you know, and it's, it's going to take what it takes, um, whatever that looks like for me. So I just really appreciated that perspective too. And just recognizing that it's, it's not, um, you know, just, just knowing it doesn't make it go away. <laughs> like it's going to keep kind of, working its way in until I do some of the work that needs to be done, whether it's, I love that idea of like that, you have to collaborate with your higher power in this process. It's not like, it's just going to be a magic wand, Harry Potter style and come and get rid of it. 
it's going to be a collaborative process and I have to participate in that. Um, so thanks for sharing. And I pass. Thank you, Carol. 